Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albert. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. Melissa, last week, uh, one of my employees, Ray, came to me mm-hmm. and he goes, uh, hey JJ, uh, did you see the email I sent? <laughs> I was like, uh, no, what was in your email, Ray? And he goes, yeah, I had to uh, send an apology email to my team. Oh. And uh, huh. he wanted to talk about his apology email. And, you know, anytime you have to send an apology email to your team, that's probably not a super good thing. Yeah. But right. so we talked through what happened and... He exhibited an amazing amount of self-awareness. Yeah, right. After the after the after the <laughs> event, maybe not during, um, but I thought it was really interesting what he was talking about. So, what he had to apologize for was he he heads up our engineering team, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. Uh, the the team of software engineers, and since he's the lead software engineer, you know, he often gets the most gnarly, difficult technical problems to solve. Like yeah, when sure. the team gets stuck, they go to Ray, right? Got it. And Ray's able to figure everything out. Well, he was in a very deep technical rabbit hole, we call it. <laughs> That sounds terrible. Um, you know, where his brain was loaded with all of this information and he's really working mm. on, on, on you know, troubleshooting, figuring things out and, and everything. Yeah. And he looked up and he's like, ooh, I got a meeting like right now. And so he stopped what he was doing and he hopped into a management meeting mm-hmm. where they were talking about like uh, – marketing and product positioning and stuff that was just a little bit more human than Mm -hmm. his computer code. Yeah. And they were even talking about uh, some of the, you know, customer interactions and employee interactions. So it was just a much more human conversation. And he basically couldn't engage and kind of acted like an ass. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. that's his. That's his own words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. I wasn't calling nice him out for being an ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, so he was reflecting. He's like, "Hey, JJ, it, it was. I don't know what happened. Like, that's a normal management meeting I can be in, but mm-hmm. for some reason, I I just acted terribly in that meeting, and I felt and I felt terrible. Hmm. So we got into talking about that particular scenario like when you have to switch from one task to another Mm, that's very interesting especially when the task is using completely different parts of your brain and regarding completely different things right yeah like a single tasking really technical effort when you're just in your own head no one else is invited right (laughs) Yep. Right, like no one else is invited. No one else is. <laughs> <laughs> no one else is invited. Well, then 
you, and he's a very technical person in addition and a little on the quieter side too, right? Yep. Yeah, he's a technical introvert, so. Yeah, right, right, We get along. So (laughs) so you could drive all the way out to Las Vegas to go rock climbing and never say a word. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) No, but I, I think that that's a really common thing, right? When you are somebody who is even an introvert or or if you're like really into your own activity, your own brain activity, mm-hmm. sometimes it feels really invasive to have mm. a meeting in which you have to shift gears. And even though you're shifting gears because it's your job, you know you're, you need to, it's with people you know, sometimes it can be really annoying and feel really invasive. Yeah, annoying. And I, there's a couple of things happening there. Like, especially when you're in in that much detail it's like you don't want to stop right yeah and i yeah, i felt that when i've been doing yeah you're in a flow right and so yeah that might be a technical job like ray was doing but it could be mm-hmm. you know for me often it's like an artistic uh sort of creative yeah. job like if i'm in the creative flow yeah and i get interrupted yeah. with that i get real grumpy like i can't or, um, and this actually will sometimes happen uh, at home, if like I'm working on something creative and then my wife wants me to like go do, you know, whatever, help cook dinner or something, I have yeah. a real hard time to like switching from that creative work to just to a different activity because my brain just doesn't let it go. My yeah. brain just keeps keeps cranking on the the, the last thing I was on. Um, yeah, that I can't. Yeah, because you've switch. got all this good momentum going. Because there's a lot of momentum yeah. going. And I oh, think that's too, a good it's way like to phrase that there's momentum. Yeah, and it's momentum in something that you enjoy. Yeah. So. Yep. In the in the workplace you know, most of us are in roles that we came to because we liked certain key components of it, if not all of it, right? Like I'm in this job because I really, really like this. I'm in accounting because I really, really like spreadsheets. I'm in sales because I really, really like people. So it's really easy for your energy to flow in the direction of something that you really like. And then, especially in leadership or management, when you have to come out of that flow, and you're faced with the other parts of the job that are not as easy and they're they don't they don't create energy for you like that like you were just describing that act of creation gives you energy yeah. right um it can feel really well darn right annoying <laughs> <laughs> but well, then I... like look at poor ray cuz cuz he recognized that but then he realized that he just didn't he wasn't proud of his behavior when he when he had to switch that energy right so there that like mm-hmm. guilt comes right behind yeah. it yep right yep yeah yeah he must have obviously well, been feeling guilty because he called to tell you <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> yeah which is great i you know again i was just so impressed i was like i even i told him like right i we we're using this on a podcast because this is <laughs> this is an impressive amount of like awareness and a great growth opportunity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when, so when we were talking about it with him, um, 
I, I decided, like, all right, like, so we talked about what can we do about that, right? I think we all mm. understand and have felt this this context switch that we have to do. Yeah. Um, so how are we going to make it so, you know, we don't have to write apology letters to our coworkers? <laughs> yeah. Well, don't you think, too, like, um, yeah, I mean, we want to get out ahead of that stuff all the time, right? And that's why you and I are yeah. so all over the self-awareness journey and why we get <laughs> so excited about it, because we know that that really makes a difference. Yeah. That really makes yep. a difference. Recognizing yourself yep. and understanding why you behave a certain way um, is a huge way out of that well, hole that you feel you dug. Yeah, let's talk about that for just a second. Because I, yeah. from a couple perspectives, right? Yeah. Um, again, this is kind of like why we think self-awareness is so important and why mm -hmm. when I see it happen, um, I'm so yeah. proud of it is because uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, it's making Ray feel like crap. Right. Like mm -hmm. he wasn't, you know, he kind yeah. of wasn't out ahead of it. And the after effect of that was just he right. personally feeling bad. Right. right. Um, from a business perspective, and it, it, we talk about self-awareness. I think a lot of people will think about this kind of stuff as like a, a per, you know, obviously yeah. it's a personal growth thing. Yeah. But I think it's really important in our work context because totally. for me as the, CEO of this business, I want mm -hmm. all high performing people. Mm -hmm. And I know that the number one thing that derails our high performance is this kind of stuff. Exactly right? right. Is 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 an employee acts out in a meeting, everyone else is a little upset. No one really does any work the rest of the day, right? Mm -hmm. The team dynamics get a little screwy for a little yep. like a day or two until someone apologizes and then yeah. it all goes back to normal, right? So there's all these like little mm -hmm. speed bumps oh, that occur um, that just slow us down. Right. And they're not ill-intentioned. No one's no. purposely trying to be mean or anything like that. But they're just all of these interactions because business is complicated. The relationships of business is complicated. It's, it's okay. Right. It mm -hmm. happens. But if we can just do a little bit of work for everybody in the organization yep. around self-awareness, we can smooth out some of these speed bumps. Well, we and it, it's already happening. Like there's been so many, even in the few short months that we've been at this, nine or 10 months now, I don't really remember, um, the feedback that I've been getting, and I suppose I'm in a position in my role being an executive coach and working with a whole bunch of different companies and people um, that are sort of engaged in this process of self-awareness. The feedback is just um, heartwarming. Because yeah. it's it's subtle. These are subtle little things that with very little effort, people are now seeing why they do what they do. It isn't just about, oh, I acted. I don't know what the, where that came from. Mm -hmm. Now people are really easily making little shifts. Like, okay, now I get that. Like, I love doing this and I hate doing that. And I had to go do that thing I didn't like. And I was still mad because it wasn't done doing this thing that I love. Like in this example, mm -hmm. something that yeah. simple can make yeah. a huge difference because next time, you know, he won't do that. Yeah. Which is right? really awesome. And everything you know, will be we talk about that. And we right? can make it sound like it's this and big. We'll, and we'll oh, perform you know, better. Yeah, he'll perform better and he will feel better in the yeah, performance. He will feel better. And that's key for me too, is like, I want everybody, you know, to feel good about the work that they're doing 
Yeah. You know, for us, because, um, you know, having an organization where people come into work and hate their job every day is not one that I want to make. (laughs) I want to create a culture where everyone feels supported, does their best work. And, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, and it feels good to come to work. I think there's a component of this too that's interesting to pay attention to. You know, I always, you know, I always use buzz phrases. I know maybe I should stop doing that, but like taking your inventory, you know, like what I mean when I say that is like in that situation, whether it was before, during, or after Ray had his behavior piece, right? Mm-hmm. Before, during, or after, I wonder if at any time he just checked in with himself to see if he was really tired. You know, I think sometimes we get tired and I think the uh, medium that most of us are working in our environments right now is over Zoom or Mm -hmm. Microsoft Teams or, you know, computer to computer. We're not doing much face to face. Um, And I think there's a level of tiredness just getting by doing that. You know, the Mm. constant sitting at your desk, not doing your normal, getting up and moving around like it all creates a little more of a heavy atmosphere to be able to feel rested, to feel um, flexible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think when you're more tired, at least when I'm tired, I'm not as flexible at, at all because I just don't have the bandwidth, you know? Yeah. Um, well, there's some interesting things ha- happening that I observe. Actually, I observe with my own calendar mm-hmm. with the online, like yeah. the completely remote worker thing, is that my calendar has been getting, uh, I would say, denser, more and more Mine dense. Like the too. time between meetings yeah. is zero. Yeah. Like, it'll be back to back because, because like, you don't need, you know, when we're at the office, you needed time to, like, go from one conference room to the other or, like, you know, go kind of physically move around, and it took a, a bit of time, so you couldn't ever stack meetings mm-hmm. straight back to back. Well, in on in her online world, like something just happened where all the meetings just won't now they're back to back. Like mm-hmm. my meeting ends at nine thirty AM and one starts at nine thirty AM and I just like switch, switch, switch and it's super fast. Yeah. And it doesn't give me any time yeah. to like recover, reflect, prepare, uh mm-hmm. which I think is causing you know, certainly caused was the root cause of Ray's problem is yeah. is he he scheduled activities way too tight. Yeah, and that's really hard too because I think again everybody's having all these emotions and feelings about how they're doing their work right now, and those emotions and feelings are a, can be a real drag on our energy. Mm-hmm. So we're bringing them with us everywhere, you know, and we're trying to figure out how to look and feel as. Um, successful, you know, look and feel as productive as we always have. Mm-hmm. And the reality is I think we're in production mode way, way, way more. So then when you do get interrupted to transition to be with new people for a new conversation, even if you love those people, even if you're an extrovert, even if all these things, right, it's still tiring. It's still hard. <laughs> yeah. So I think energy has a lot to do with that ability to switch back and forth between that, you know, internal mindset project that you're trying to work on, mm-hmm. um, shifting into 
interacting with other people requires a totally different kind of energy. And I, I like what you're saying. You're right. When there's no transition time, that's, that's, that's hard. Impossible. Yeah. By yeah. Wednesday at 10 o'clock in the morning, you're just fried. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder, so like I've always been a big remote work advocate. I mean, our company has been doing remote work for, for yeah. many, many, many years. Right. Um, so for us, uh, we have a little bit different view mm -hmm. on it at this point. It's uh, I want <laughs> I want to say like we're a more mature remote, remote working work environment team, yeah. right? Like because we've been yeah, doing yeah, it for so long. Um, so things that that happen, I think, in general, is that uh, since remote work is new for so many companies. And there was a lot of anxiety around like, ooh, are, are our workers, are our employees going to be effective? Are they going to mm -hmm. just oh, work from yeah. home and like screw around the whole time, right? Like the, the, whole, the old management view of like, if you can't see it, you can't yeah. manage it, right? Like yeah, that yeah. whole thing. Um, so what I feel like happened for a lot of people is they started working from home and then they mm -hmm. actually went too far on the like, I must be attached to my desk, never leave it and be highly productive because everyone thinks I'm not going to be right. I totally So it's agree. like the pendulum swung super far the other way, right, where people are actually yeah. not really taking care of themselves, not really giving the kind of time between meetings and activities like they should be right? right because in the office environment uh you know again it was like you'd walk between meetings you'd bump into somebody you'd chit chat for a bit you'd go get coffee you know there was just mm -hmm. this whole cadence around how things worked and i think it was generally slower and gave more time between activities than this compressed remote environment so I think it's okay yep. for everyone to say, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't schedule meetings back to back. I put I put yeah. time in between them, right? Right, um, right. For, and for I know me, I'll, I'll, oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, I, I really like what you're saying. And, and even if you aren't fully in control of your calendar, because there are a lot of our listeners who other people can add things to their calendar willy-nilly you know if you've yep. got access to their calendar you also have access to go ahead and put a meeting on their calendar yep. um, and I think what you're saying it's not just you saying I personally don't do that to my calendar but also um, having the courage to say you put this yeah. on my calendar back to back and I don't do back-to-back -back meetings I will right. enter into that meeting 15 minutes <laughs> later and holding that line yeah yeah, definitely. You're like, laughing because you'd never. If you're, I know you're laughing because you'd never <laughs> let anybody put anything on your calendar. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. Well, I don't let a person put stuff on my calendar. I let a, a computer robot put stuff on my calendar. No, I I use. Um, <laughs> you choke, but it, you laugh at it's true. No, I was gonna I say my my technique for this is, and I actually started doing it more recently. Is like so I use a. Um, like some software that just like I send someone a link, right? And then they can pick a time yeah. that I'm free to have a meeting with me, right, which right, works right. awesome, by the way. Like 
we use one from HubSpot. There's one called Calendly. Like, yeah. if if yeah, you're not using one of these things, you should get yeah. it because it's awesome. And they're free. Like, there's there's a free version. Of the yeah, they're generally anyway. free. They're great. So I send everyone a link. But part of the rules you can set up for that booking, for that automatic booking, is how much gap time do you need between oh. events on your calendar? So huh. I didn't know um, that. Mine is 15 minutes. So there's a lot. So when someone picks a time, they can't pick a slot in my calendar that is actually back to back for me. It forces ah. 15 minutes between all events, huh. which is really helpful. Yeah. So I like what you're saying, like in any in any way, shape or form, if you can, like if you're just feeling yourself getting too bombarded to take back control of putting some gaps even in between the things that are scheduled. I mean, it's like yeah. you may not be able to feel like you can get full control of everything, right, and create the condi perfect conditions for yourself because that probably doesn't exist. But there's sure certain things that you can do to make it easier, and that would be one of them. It's like give yourself that mental break to prepare, to close down yeah. from em emotionally one meeting and to go into the next one. I yep, like that. For sure. Yep. And, and if I'm doing some, like, technical work or some real mm -hmm. detailed work, or yeah. even creative work, I time block it on my calendar. I schedule it. I'm like, I'm going to do this for two hours. Yeah. But then I don't let something like hit the end of it right real tight, right? Right. Just so, yeah, so this good. is just time management techniques, right? That just give yeah. yourself, because you just have to say like, my brain just, and everyone's brain just yeah. can't switch energy that fast. <laughs> right. Even right? if you think you're a great thinker. Yeah, yep. it's an it's yep. energy thing. It really is. How about checking in with the uh, with the room or checking in on the Zoom with everybody's faces like before you kind of jump right in, like giving yourself a little extra minute even in the entry point of the meeting? Totally. The well, One of my first checks in that way, base, uh, like a a baseline kind of thing is like who else is in this meeting who else is in yeah. the room right um yeah and like just know them a little bit right like i know yes. that the extroverts of the room are going to really want to talk through a problem and if i just came out of something where i was real deep as an introvert i do not want to talk at all right <laughs> so so i just have to kind of know where i just came from what everyone else probably needs and just be a little prepared for that right yeah yeah the way i can prepare for that is actually i just write down on my notebook real quick what are a couple of the questions that i need to ask to get mm. to get this team talking oh that's, that's about it. interesting yeah you know? and you know what i do for my technique what i do is when somebody's face comes up on the screen i just sit there for a minute because I've set my own intention for my for my energy for my meeting every mm -hmm. time, every time I do that, like I just want to be open and relaxed and calm and be a good listener and ask good questions and generally be pleasant. Like I want I want to be a pleasant place. So mm -hmm. I check in with the other person or people if there's more than one, and I just sort of look at the body language. Like are people looking down? Do they mm. seem like they're just like ch they're checking into a meeting because they know they're supposed to? Are they looking at the screen? Um, and I will just ask. Is there a, a question. chicken on their lap? <laughs> Stop judging me. <laughs> that's that's Melissa. 
Oh, well, <laughs> sometimes I call her and she literally has a chicken on her lap. <laughs> Not I'm just like, oh, random I see chickens. how the energy of this meeting is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> we will have discussions on another podcast because I just bought her a little camo saddle, but that's a different story. <laughs> but I do think it's really important to read the room or read the screen. You know, it's just like, mm -hmm. how is everybody else doing? Because they're probably having the exact same struggles that you are, you know? Yeah. We've been talking about like a lot about the work scenario. Mm -hmm. So like, let's switch a little bit into some different spots where oh, where yeah. this happens. Yeah, yeah, good so, idea. Like first, like from work back to home, right? So many of us had like a commute home yeah. for so long where we could take like that time and switch right. from like, you know, sort of our work context back to our home. Yeah. Um, but now... My commute is up this half flight of stairs, <laughs> so it's not uh, super long, so it doesn't give me a lot of time to switch. It's not enough of for emotional and mental reset? <laughs> no, not really. I, no, I remember one day I was like really, I don't know what we were doing. It was like a met, we're in a, a management meeting and we're just real tactical and we're blocking and tackling and doing everything. I walked upstairs and something was going on with the kids, right? And I was just in manager mode, right? <laughs> so I'm like, it's just like, everyone sit down. We're having a meeting, blah, 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 right? <laughs> and my wife goes, goes, JJ, you can't manage our family like you manage your business. <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. <laughs> so there is an example of me not switching very effectively. <laughs> uh... No, I like what you're saying, though, because I think there's a lot of times when we do have to make a, a shift and we know we do. And I think so often we try to just mentally take that shift, but we don't check in with our feelings about it. You yeah. know, we say, OK, now I'm going to be a, OK, I got to switch hats. I'm going to change my head. I'm not going to think yeah. about this now because no, it's I said I was going to stop working and it's, you know, whatever we do that. We do a lot of that self-talk. Yeah. But I think it's really important, too, to do an emotional check in like, all right, I'm OK. I want to be home now. I want to be in my personal yeah. time now. So yeah. I just feel tired and that that's okay for me to, to honor that piece of me. And maybe I just need to think about how I can do something to feel good for a couple of minutes here, make that yep. transition. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, no, we, we're calling out Ray a lot during this, this podcast. This one's all about him. But uh, he actually even talked to me about how, like for him, uh, he actually lives on the East Coast generally our business is operating on central time. Oh, right. So he actually gets pushed a, sometimes a little later mm -hmm. in his day um, for work stuff. Yeah. And then he has to go right upstairs to dinner with his kids. And he also, you know, yep. has we've talked about how he struggles with that that transition. The other one I think is, is interesting, and I've experienced this, is like when you're having people over, <laughs> like maybe you're hosting like a family dinner, a holiday, or just some friends. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, I do a lot of the cooking. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm in like cooking mode, <laughs> I have a really hard time getting out of cooking <laughs> mode and into like cocktail party <laughs> mode. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. That's very <laughs> funny. But yeah. I'm the same way. So like even in social situations, you kind of should be like aware that that maybe in a social situation you're actually um, switching, you know, switching between different kinds of tasks and energy 
Yep. Even in social situations. Even in social situations. And just know thyself, right? Like understanding how you're going to respond and react to things before you actually do have to is so yep. helpful because you know it's just how you're wired and it gives yourself, you give yourself a chance to just be be good with that, you know? Yeah. Like, so, well, this is yeah. what I'm going to need and then I can have the best time possible and I'll probably be a lot more fun to be around. Yeah. Usually in those situations, all the introverts gather in the kitchen and just get to work and don't say anything and then all extroverts go like out in the living room and we're like you know cackling it up and shut it works shout, out for everybody shout into the kitchen what are we right. eating what are i eating I don't, don't ask me how i know this <laughs> well this was a great conversation i like i really like this because um again it it has impact on yeah personal, professional, yeah. it, it kind of makes life a little smoother. And it's one of those like subtle things that if you're looking out for it, um, it's pretty easy to deal with, yeah. but you just kind of have to be be aware of it and, yeah. and be watching out for those energy shifts. And don't make yourself feel guilty if one day you don't, and then you realize it later. It's all part of the learning process. Like we always yeah. learn first by recognizing something after the fact, like that's just how it is. That's take totally pride normal. in those uh, take pride in those uh, apology emails. <laughs> exactly. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Our mission is to help people become happier and more effective by gaining insight into their own thoughts and feelings. We'd love your support. First, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Second, leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast site. This helps others discover the podcast so we can reach more people. And third, sign up for our newsletter at theselfawarenessjourney.com. This will help us communicate better with you and build our community. Thank you so much for joining us in the self-awareness journey. We'll see you next week.